Coming up, Nancy continues her Disneyland is My Land series. This time it's the tweens and teens who get a look at. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Design Plug Disneyland Edition, episode 580, for the week of May 29th, 2016. The Design Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jamada Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony Spatel. Hello. All right, so we've been doing this series. We talked with about young kids, medium-sized kids. We talked about moms. Now it's time for those pesky teens and tweens. I know, right? I yeah. I have a tween uh, now. Yes, if I have a tween. My, Tony, you have a teen now, right? Yes. Oh my God. And if you're it's old. My- Yes. You're old. I know. I know. That's why I'm so excited to have like everybody on today because you guys have all been through it, and I'm literally just entering the tween times. Welcome. <laughs> so, because Zoe's birthday just turned 11. So, um, so yeah, this is a really interesting age. The tweening, that is. Because they're really (laughs) crying out for more independence in the parks. Uh There's often sibling disagreements on who should go on what ride. Um, And there's also, you know, the I like this one, I don't like this one between the siblings. So now we're starting to find the need to kind of split up around the park. It's kind of interesting. I went with three tweens the other night. Right. Um, and one of them, the mom also has a full-fledged graduating next year tween, um, or teen. So, um, so yeah, it was, we had some interesting discussions Uh, about. uh, Should we define what a tween is for folks that might not know? A tween is that age bracket. They're not quite officially a teen. But they're not a little kid anymore. They're not your little, you know, 10-year-old or younger. Um, they are now middle schoolers, basically. Preteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they're, um, they're middle schoolers. They're, you know, seeking their independence. They're having all kinds of crazy hormones. They're, ugh, they're special kids. And we mm-hmm. love them. And, <laughs> I like how you say it, and we love them. It's and true, we though. love them. Because you have to. <laughs> so... So, this brings up a good thing. You know, you've got your your other kids, or maybe you don't have any other kids, and this is your only your only one, as in Tony's case. Um, you know, Mary Jo, uh, yours um, two are, and 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 two. Tom's. Ca- I, well, I don't count. He's a count You as being another kid. Oh, true. Your wife has to take two kids to the park. I'm sorry, <laughs> Tom. It's just the way it is. <laughs> uh, you know. Am I a to- tween? Tony's got the official cool for school kid, right? Because Andrew's starting to get into the. He's in high uh, school. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's not 15. the Disney, not the Disney demographic anymore. So, um, so let's go around the room and um, and Michael, you, no. you had a little slightly different experience with your kids because even you took your kids to the parks through this stage. I know, but oh, it was yeah. a different time, different era. <laughs> oh, gosh, um, yes, it, it was way back in the Stone Ages, <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely you, before cell phones and things like that. Yes, yes, and you know, I mean. I remember going with friends and, you know, having the walkie-talkies mm-hmm, Ooh, that, that might get you across Fantasyland and stuff like that. But, you know, now you've got that question. Um, so what was the first age, Tom, that you let West go off on an attraction by himself? Or have you yet? Uh, <laughs> he runs all over that park. Okay, um, I know you does do. It, but... Doesn't West give t- free tours now? Yes. 
Um, no, I mean, he, he doesn't run all over the park, but no, he probably the last few years, um, single rider lines, we love single rider lines. It's like, okay, we're going to sit on this bench, you go ride uh, California Screaming, or we'll sit on this bench, you go ride Splash Mountain, because we don't want to, and yep. we'll just wait right here. Um, we do it less when we're at Walt Disney World, because he's just not as familiar with the park. Right. But at Disneyland, I mean, we we don't, like, separate and disappear, but we'll let him go on attractions by himself, no problem, yeah. Okay. Now, Tony, how about Andrew? When was the first time he asked to go off on something on his own? I don't really remember, because since he has no brothers or sisters, he's not going to go by himself, but I'd let him go on the big rides that I wouldn't go on by the age of, like, 10. I would just stay at the outside or whatever. So, Stay at the exit. Yeah. So. Same strategy. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I mean, like, like, even even younger, when he was seven, we were doing single rider lines because you have to be seven to ride alone. Right. But but at that point, we we would like go with him, one in front, one behind, stuff like that. But yeah. by by tweens, he could go by himself. Right. And he was, off, I know he was off running with his cousins and stuff like that. Right, yeah. I mean, if, if he's with somebody else, that's that's a different story. But. Yeah. And that's a whole nother ball game too. So yeah. we'll get into that. Um, now, Mary Jo, what about Nick and Kelly? They were probably like nine and ten. They would go on Tom Sawyer's Island by themselves. Ooh, and I, wow. I, yep, I'd give them an hour and I would wait for them at the rafts and they would come, they'd come back or... Um, <clears throat> yeah, but we had annual passes. We used to go all the time. So they were even younger. I think they were, yeah, they were 9 and 10. We I mean, we would be waiting for Fantasmic, and they would go to Haunted Mansion and come back and go to Pirates of the Caribbean and come back while I waited in line. And Kelly was 11 when she and her girlfriend would spend the time in the park by themselves. So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm one of those moms. But I would... Uh, they would they would go to the park for the day. They wanted to go to the park. They both had annual passes. They knew what they were doing. They were responsible. If I didn't right. think they were responsible, I wouldn't have um, let them go. And then as it got on in the day, I went into the park and I just hung out there so that I would, in case something happened, I was just there. Right. You know. Um, yeah. And they they love those memories. They love that time that they were, they were there. Now, Walt Disney World, which is not our home park. Yep. Um, I went there when the kids, we, we went as a family and they were 10 and 11 and I pretty much, they, we did everything together. But again, we went there as a family. We weren't there as a home park going there, you know, a couple of times a month. So right. that would, that would be a different, uh, circumstance. And you have to remember back in the days when, um, well, when they were 11, California Adventure was already open so because kelly and her girlfriend would go on grizzly river run over and over and over again so yeah and your kid to remind our audience your kids are in their mid-20s yeah kelly and nick are 27 28 now so this is quite a few years ago yeah okay michael how about your kids yeah and and refresh uh refresh our memories on how old they are now they're 31 32 and okay. they, uh, you know, it's funny, they never showed much of an interest in going off by themselves. They, uh, it's, uh, not really until their teens. And it was just, they always saw it as a family activity. Now, once in a while, we would just say, we would say, okay, you go ahead, go on Space Mountain or something. And we would just sort of sit and wait while whilst they did that. But um I don't recall that we ever just, they ever expressed an interest in just running off for a few hours, a couple of hours, and meeting up with us. It's funny, it just never came up in conversation. We always just hung out together. So, um, yeah, so it was, I don't know, perhaps it was a different time or something. I don't know. And, you know, and back then, too, we didn't go to Disneyland as often as we do now. It was maybe a once a year you know, kind of thing. So it was more like what right. Mary Jo was saying about Walt Disney World, you know, so right. it, it was a major event. So it was it was a family activity. 
And um, I know I remember telling you guys the first time I let Zoe go. Um, in fact, Tom was there the first time I let Zoe go off by herself with one of her friends. Uh -huh. um, was Zoe and Scarlett went off to go get food and went on Big Thunder together. And so, um, so I'm yeah. Mary Jo, I'm trying to remember, did we let West go by himself at Knott's Berry Farm last summer? Yeah, he did to, because to go on to go on Supreme Scream over and over and over again. Yes, I think he went on yeah. six times in a row, something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that was my girls last Thursday. Um, <laughs> they went on Grizzly River Rapids five times in a row. Yeah. yeah. Kelly, Kelly kind of did the same thing Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, obviously, they're, this is the age where they're starting to find their favorite attractions. And those favorite attractions may not necessarily be your favorite attractions, <laughs> as Tony most eloquently put out. So everybody's got their thing. I know with my kids, you know, Lily's two years younger than Zoe, and she she's not ready um, for some of some of the exciting, more exciting attractions, I want to say, or or maybe she's tried them once and she's decided they're just not for her. So we are at the point where splitting up is um, is becoming the option, and we haven't necessarily let Zoe go completely off on her own solo. She's always been with a friend, or you know, it's been when we've gone with groups of other friends or with. Um, another parent or a family friend, we've let her go. Um, but, you know, we're reaching those challenges and we have to decide what to do about them. Um, so the key is, number one, know your child. Know your child's capabilities. You know, can <clears throat> they be back someplace on time? Do they have a phone? Do they not have a phone? I think it's um, a lot easier now with phones. Now it is. Oh my God, yes. Well, um, and now that service isn't crawled to a standstill in the parks either. Yeah. And one of the things um, that I know we've done, that we did, um, I was out with a couple of moms the other week, so this was really timely um, for me to do, this to do this show segment. Sorry to the dads who got put off, even though it's Father's Day month. Sorry about that. But, um, you know, it's like we timed out. We looked at the kids. We knew that they wouldn't go too crazy in the lines. We said, okay, this is a good group. Let's go. It's okay to let them go. And we had kids who obviously did not want to go on Indiana Jones. Um, so we decided to check out the, the Jungle Cruise instead. So we were right next to it. We knew, you know... The key is how how comfortable are you starting off? Look at the wait time for the attraction that they want to go on versus what you're doing. How far is it away? Like, Tom, are you at the point where you're ready to let West head over? Or has West headed over to across the Esplanade no. to another park without you? No. no. Okay. So, see, that I know you're not to that point. Tony, are you at that point with Andrew? He's 15. I do whatever oh, he wants. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> there we go, then. <laughs> so so we've established that there's a definite sort of progression here. Once they hit high school, it seems like that's a really good time to let them do all that kind of stuff. Also, also it would make a difference if he was with, some, with a yeah. buddy or something like that. Yes, yeah. very much so. And, in fact, I was actually thinking about that because... Um, because, you know, as much as my girls know the park, and my the only thing that's kind of keeping me from letting Zoe go out and expand her horizons is we haven't gotten her that phone yet. So, you know, we're, we were talking amongst ourselves, the moms and I, because one of the moms is pretty overprotective, um, and God bless her, I love her, um, you know, her son is super independent, and he actually gave me some interesting things that he, you know, talk about his time alone, too, that I'll get to later. Um, but the key is identifying what you have, what you're comfortable with, and what compromises you're willing to make. Like, are you compromising the exit? You know, I'm going to be here waiting for you at the exit at this time, or... Or when you finish, you're going to come find me 
at X location. You know, I'll be sitting, you know, by the castle waiting for the parade. You know, this is where I'll be. You come find me. Um, so decide amongst your... And they have this conversation in advance with your kids as to what you are willing to do and willing to compromise on. We talked about it in the car on the way down. Um, as to what we were going to let them do and, and how we were going to work it together. And like I said, three girls together, I'm, I'm more willing to give them an appropriate amount of distance. And then if you're willing to give them that distance and they've done honor on that distance, you know, are you able to go on another attraction where you could get stuck in a line or some downtime where you might not make it back right away? I think that's a good point to remind people is that they're, especially if you're doing it when they're like, let's say 10, 11 and you're nervous or whatever, they, first of all, I think the phone really does help because what if the ride goes down and they're supposed to meet and then that's when the kids kind of freeze. Like, you know, and like, well, I don't know what to do. Should I, am I supposed to leave the line or I'm staying in line forever and then it's been down for an hour. That's why I think having a phone, you can find out what's going on. I would totally agree. You know, they can text you. You know, as much as people complain about internet in the parks, you can still get a text. Mm -hmm. Right. As long as you're, like, not in the middle of some attraction somewhere where, you know, it's definitely a a muted cell signal. Um, Or in the middle of a roller coaster where your butt's not supposed to be in your hand pocket or you're not supposed to be, like, you know, taking that pictures. Taking your selfies. Yeah, no. Um have conversations too with them about what you expect when they're on, speaking of selfies, you know, remind them of the rules, you know, don't be taking, you know, pictures in the flash. Don't be, you know, annoying other riders with your selfies. You know, if you're, if you have a tendency to do that, or if you think it's a cool idea because you're with a group of friends, you know, make sure they understand the ride etiquette. No, so far I've been good. I've been lucky. Zoe's been always been with um, friends that know the park or go on rides appropriately. Um, but you know, you you never know when they're out there by themselves. You know, I, I hear lots of stories about sixth grade band concert trips where they're all segregated into groups of you know their friends and they're told to be back at a certain time. Um, but. You know, somebody in our, our chat room is saying there's a 10 and 8 and still, and um, afraid someone will grab them and leave or they'll get lost. or and, and that's a valid point, you know. If you're not from here, if you're not a local to the park and it's your first time as a, an, a traveler, you know, you have that, as Michael and Mary Jo were talking about, that Walt Disney World feeling about your kids. Um, and I certainly think that that's definitely a more daunting place. I think if you're coming from the Walt Disney Worlder perspective and coming to Disneyland for the first time, I think you'll feel generally a lot more comfortable about giving your kids a little more leeway in our parks versus Walt Disney World. A, a, and, um, a good but expensive way to, to test their independence is the Disney Cruise Line. Oh, amazingly, yes. I mean, you you give them the run of the ship almost, and you know they're not going anywhere. Yep, and they're they, not. They, know, they can they can choose. Okay, I'm going to go to the club. I'm going to go grab some pizza. I'm going to go, you know, to the shuffleboard, or you know, it gives them some independence, and but in a, in a safe safe environment. And. I would totally agree with that, uh, with Tom's take on that. I mean, the more my kids have been comfortable with that cruise line environment, I've seen them grow in their ability to handle doing the Disneyland attractions on their own. And like I said, we've waited for them at the end. We've gone on other rides now while they're on it. Um, I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to, you know, give them a couple hours. And I was talking with our, our group of 11-year-olds, and I asked them directly, how, how much time do you feel is a good amount of time for a parent to let you loose by yourself in the park? 
And they said probably about two hours. Yeah. Or two attractions. You know, to jump from one attraction to a second attraction and then come back to a rendezvous point. Um, and then they also felt that um, they would be responsible with about $10 each. <laughs> you know, as far as as far nothing. as if they got hungry or a snack or right. you could you get know, a bottle of water and a trail be... for ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think that one that of the funniest experience I had was uh, when my kids were they were eleven and ten, and we had gone to Typhoon Lagoon, and I forgot what happened, but I let them all. They went by themselves, and I was at the in the lounge chair, and I gave them money. And my son came back to me, and he goes, "Do you realize how much it costs for some of this food?" And I started laughing. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, somebody was mentioning, um, somebody in the ch- in our chat room was mentioning that, um, that oh, heck, it's our, our, our great friend Karen. Um, she was saying that... Um, Listening to these things really helped with their trip because she felt a lot better about okay, I can let my kid alone in a sh- you know alone there while I go get the fast passes right. or or that they could ride Toy Story Midway Mania you know while we did something. Um, I know I'm also about to the point where I'm ready to take to I've I've let Zoe take Lily you know okay you know where this is here's your ten dollars you can go get this and come back and that's not an issue yeah and, and that's something about them be the older sibling with the younger sibling right Nancy where they they feel more responsible so they're going to take care of their younger sibling at least that's my experience. In yeah. these type situations. So Zoe would make sure that Lily stayed, or Lily would make sure to stay with Zoe, and Zoe would make sure to do just what you told them and come back, just knowing how your girls are. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Although, you, you laughed, Tom. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking of a story. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, 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 what, what? <laughs> okay, so we were, um, I think we were waiting for the parade, like, in front of the castle, or, you know, in that... Yeah. That area that you like there by the, across from the, uh, right near Tinkerbell. Or, yeah, yeah, and, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right across from Tinkerbell, and, yeah. And we had these, um, this, this, the, there were, at this point, there were some sippers. I, it was the, was it the Olaf sippers? I think it was the Olaf yeah. sippers. And this older couple was there, and they're like, oh, those are so cute. We, we wanted to get the, one of those. So, we had West walk the lady over to the location in <laughs> Fantasyland to to buy the sipper and then come back. <laughs> so yeah, we, we we let him go by himself. Uh-huh. This was I mean, taking this was about a, a total stranger to yeah yeah. You should did you, is he now wearing a plaid uh, vest yes, when he exactly. goes to the park? He points with two, <laughs> he does point with two fingers. But. That's cute. That's so, really funny. So, t- so yeah. te- teens are a n- different animal entirely, though, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, what's interesting? I have to bring up my. Well, no, he's fine actually. I I'm blessed. But um, what's interesting is he's been talking about some of his fr- friends want to go and just hang out because right. it's a cool place to hang out because he's not old enough, like sixteen, you know, and do that. What's interesting though is the not to be Debbie Downer, but the, because the passes are so expensive now, that... There's probably not a lot of that. It's no, not as not much, because yeah. they were all excited, and they were like, oh, let's all get them. And then they saw and went, oh, maybe we can't get them. <laughs> like, like, so it's just interesting that I think I don't want to say a whole generation of locals, but I think you're going to see less of that, which in some ways is good if you have bad teens, but... Um, yeah, he was talking about it, and then they said they couldn't afford, like, couldn't convince parents to spend that much money. But they just want to go hang out because it's a place they can go hang out, be safe, yep, see other teens, but and be like silly teen, do what they're doing. But it's not, it's it's safe for them and safe for parents. So it's actually a really yes. great place to do that. So maybe I just have to bite the bullet. But then he'd be by himself, so that's the problem. Yeah, right. You have to bite the bullet for him and his friends. Yeah, which I'm not going to do. I'm not biting that many bullets. <laughs> you know, and that, 
you know, we look at a generation now where, I mean, Mary Jo talked about, you know, dropping her kids off at the parks, you know, and letting them go, you know, your daughter and her friends off at the parks. And now we talk, you hear Tony talk about this, you know, the, the lack, uh, you know, the co- uh, kids, teens being priced out of the parks. Well, their and parents w- being priced out of. Well, the yes. Park, yeah. I mean, they're still, let's face it. I mean, it's still, they're, they're not coming in, in like they used to. <laughs> yeah. You know, you aren't getting the drop offs. You know, remember the days and it shows, it really speaks a lot to the generations, you know, how much things have changed in well, just that half a generation. So I usually see Andrew on like Saturdays and Sundays. And so I say, hey, what are you doing on Friday? Oh, me and my friends are going to the community center and then to Chick-fil-A and then to their house. Like, all of those things are probably what they would have done the same thing. Oh, we're going to go to Disneyland, hang out, get something to eat, maybe go on a couple of rides. Like, I think that's what they would have done. But again, it's the, I hate to say the financial thing, but I think that's part of it. Is, do you think Knott's is benefiting? I, from well, this? I know based on my knowledge of teaching in that area, I know that all of my sixth graders, all the tweens and their brother and sisters, they went to Knott's already. Knott's was already like a teen park. Okay. Because the passes are so cheap, so right. I can't. I right. can imagine that even more teens are going. Because it's funny, because Andrew, but he's also a, he's Disneyfied, you know. But he said that they thought about doing knots, but he said it's not the kind of park you can just hang out in. Like it's a different vibe. Even yeah. though you're a teenager, it's a different vibe. You're going there to go on rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have the spaces to just hang out. So, um, yeah. yeah, but I think Knott's is benefiting, definitely. Based on my so, research. Which of, what about what about teens in downtown Disney? Are they are they utilizing that area? Well, the one issue with that is it's if – you, if you haven't been recently, because that seems to me – because that was at Andrew can't get in. If we go anywhere to eat, it's there. It's outrageous to get in in terms of uh, parking – now yeah parking costs and if you think about it and i remember when it first opened the very first night it opened uh (coughs) the line out was a bunch of teenagers and the line out the door was for wetzel's pretzels because it was the only place that was not nice and expensive so the the issue with downtown disney for teens is they're nicer restaurants yeah it's funny because we're where i I mean good it's better now because they have Earl of Sandwich, Napolini, but yeah, you're, you're still... Well, they've always had Napolini, No, they but... haven't, no. It, no, it was it just was, Napoli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. just Naples initially. Well, they've, they've no, had Napolini that, for quite a few years Napolini's yeah. been around a long time. Yeah. Okay. But it didn't, yeah, it didn't it open with the little, restaurant. It opened, like, right after. I mean, it, it don't, wasn't Don't make me long. pull out Google. Okay, go ahead. Anyway. anyway pull out Google, see. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious to see the answer because I remember going and picking up to go pizza from there like tons of times. Um, but anyway, um, no, I think the the main source of teens I see in downtown Disney when we're down there on the weekends is quinceaneras. Oh, yeah. That is seems to be like the biggest clustering of independent teens I see at downtown Disney. And I and it doesn't matter the season. It doesn't matter. You know, you're you're always almost always every weekend you're going to see a quinceanera or or more. So, you know, either it's a before you know before the party thing, or a let's hang out here in our great outfits, or you know, somebody rented out a ballroom at one of the hotels. It's definitely a big quinceanera hangout. You know what I noticed? Because I was there this... If, if people don't know my personal... I'm going um, to... When Andrew... Because I, you know, I'm hardly ever here. So I don't... Sometimes, so when I have Andrew, I'll often stay in the Garden Grove Resort District and stay at the same hotel all the time. So I'm always driving by um, Harbor and stuff. And I realized Harbor's opening up a lot of new places that I could see teens wanting to hang out. I'm not saying that Harbor Boulevard's good enough to just walk. But, like, I see they're opening up the Crema Street and they're opening up another pizza. 
I'm just wondering if that's if you're going to start getting people hanging out just on the storefronts in Harbor. I just wonder. When I say people, I mean teens. If they get priced out of downtown Disney, I can be full of crazy. I can be full of crazy. I, yeah, I don't know that I would. I don't. Oh, I, out. I, I yeah. wouldn't either. I'm just wondering if you're going to see it. Okay, so let's talk about our. Let's turn around and talk about our families with teens coming in from out of state, staying around the downtown Disney Resort, uh-huh. and okay. Staying within the bubble at a Disney hotel is one thing, um, with teens and tweens. Um, but how comfortable would you feel having your teen and staying at a hotel off property at a good neighbor hotel, having your teen go to the park and come back? No. How old's the teen that you're talking about? Well, well, let's go into teen. I, I would almost guarantee I would say not for a tween, but I mean, yeah, like, no. say a 15-year-old, 16-year-old. Alone or with a friend or sibling? Um, either, both. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't let mine go alone um, okay. across the street. That was, that was when Kelly was, and it was 12, not 11, but that's still young. The rule was they could not leave the Disneyland Esplanade area. They, they could go Disneyland, California Adventure, and could not leave. They could not go into downtown Disney or any other place. Um, so stay within the security bubble. Stay within the security bubble unless, my, unless the other mother or I were with them. So okay. I would... I. I might be okay with it. My teenager by themselves going to Disneyland Hotel, Paradise Pier, or Grand Californian, I would not be comfortable with them going across the harbor. That's if they were myself, if they were together with somebody else, then I would be okay with it, d- depending on the age, of course. And not at night. Yeah, and no way. Not at night. I would Al- agree. Although my cousins, when they were there, but again, their kids were already older teens. So never mind. Now, if, if they, they're old enough to go to, if they're you know eighteen, old enough to go to college on their own. Oh yeah, we're not. Talking you know, about we're not talking right, about that, that age bracket. Right. That's going to be a whole nother show. I figured right. the co- a college trip is a whole nother is a whole nother demographic show, um, which I plan on doing later on too. But but yeah, and and so I think. We probably all would feel comfortable. Michael, you haven't had any say on this. If you're staying on a Disney property hotel, um, even Mm, Paradise Pier... Maybe. Maybe. Because Paradise Pier is another little oomph, but Disneyland Hotel or Grand California... Yeah, that's no problem. Yeah. That would certainly be easy enough to let them run. Okay, now now if if you're staying at the Grand or the Disneyland... Mm-hmm. And you had two or three tweens. No. During the daytime, I would have no problem with it. Tweens? Yeah. Right. We're talking 11, letting 11 them, 12 Letting years them old. head into the park by themselves mm. for, you know, for start of day? Nope. Okay, we're talking about this is not my home park. If it's not my home park, then no. I agree with Tom. If it's not my home park. Well, okay. The exception I would make to that is maybe the Grand. If you're staying at the Grand and you're sending them into DCA and you're going to meet up with them. If we had already done that and they knew where to go and they were saying, yes. for instance, Mom, we're going into the park. We're going to get fast passes so we can go in Radiator Springs Racers. I'll meet you guys there in an hour. I'd be fine with that. Provided they, they weren't by themselves. The if there's, I think if there's more than one of them, like I could see, I mean, I can see they doing that with my kids because they're at a, a slightly younger age because they're so familiar and they know how the process goes. But yeah, and I would say if I was coming from out of town and it depends. If my kid would, I think the only exception I would make to that is if my kid was like West where he studied like every single <laughs> detail of the park <laughs> and he had like everything. If he was the one like literally doing all his trip planning. He's already know, do, he's already watch, the map on He's already watching YouTube videos for next summer's Alaska trip. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think if it was a tween like that where they were really involved, like, like Teresa. Um, oh, our yeah. our friend yeah. Denise's daughter Teresa is oh. one of those kids. 
where she, you know, she knows, you know, this, that, and everything. She's got she knows so more than trivia facts. Many adults, yes, yes. I think that I could see as a tween, I could see somebody like her with their cousin or you know a sibling or something going in and the grand. The way the grand is set up for those of you who aren't familiar with the grand is you have your direct entrance into DCA. So you're right there. The hotel's right there. You know, they can, you know, that would be the kind where you could send them over, let them ride Grizzly River, and let them come back to the room and get changed. You know, I could easily see doing that with some tweens. I agree with you. Just because of the way the hotel is set up. Yeah. I I just think that parents know their children, and they know which children are going to be... are going to be able to handle that fine, yes. and which ones are going to panic if they're in yes. unfamiliar? Exactly. Yes. So we, if, if because I have I have two nephews, one of them I'd have no problem sending him with a friend. The other one I know that he would be uncomfortable. So right, he he, there'd be no question of even thinking about him going. Um, by himself. So parents just have to use their judgment with their kids. Yeah. At what age would you let them use the art bus by themselves? Ooh. I, uh, high school. Yeah, yeah. 15, 16 with, with a friend, not by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, not, at, not, not at night until they were, until they were older, just because right. you're in an outside element. And downtown Disney does Disney have that out. Yeah, downtown Disney does have that outside element. I think that if I was staying at the Disneyland Hotel, um, and I had teens, I would make sure they understood how to get back to the hotel. Th- or even tweens, make sure they understand how to get back to the hotel from the monorail, if the monorail is running. So that they can, you know, avoid the walkthrough of downtown Disney if they if they feel uncomfortable in, you know, walking through crowds or something like that. I think that if they were able to take that shortcut into the park, that that might be a first comfort level step in letting them go from the Disneyland Hotel by themselves. Um, you know, that's one option. Par- the reason we're all saying Paradise Pier is not exactly our first choice is because it is significantly in a way. You could have them walk from the Paradise Pier over to the Disneyland Hotel the back route. Um, or through the Grand. Or, yeah. or go across the street through the Grand, but they're still crossing a major street. Yeah. No, if you're going, if you go to the Paradise Pier, you can go the back way you don't have to cross the street. You're yeah, going, if, you, if you go through the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, if you yeah. go through the Disneyland Hotel. Well, even there's or, little the little behind, behind Behind the Disneyland Hotel. Where the travel agency that doesn't have to do anything is. Yeah. Right. So so the, there are little shortcuts of ways you can help them out. Um, I definitely think that if you're going with kids who are, who are going to be pushing the I want to go by myself to things or I want to do this or I want to do that button, you know, if they're pushing that freedom button... Um, get them started with park maps online. You know, make sure they have the app downloaded so that they know where they are. I mean, that's one of the great things about the Disneyland app is that it GPSs you automatically when you're in the park, so you know where it's at. Nancy, you just are, speaking of apps, you just reminded me. You know that Find My Friend or mm-hmm. yes, that's what I would do with my kids. I would do that so that I could track them where they're at. And the, what is what's the name of that app? It's, it's find, find my, my friends. If you have find iPhone. my friends. And see, for us, you know, my husband's got the the and you know, what do you do in a mixed uh, a mixed branded family? Hmm. You know, the Androids <laughs> and the iPhones, and like I'm the only one with an iPhone. So now I've got that challenge. So at least. You know, one of the other things, my kids message me on Instagram if they have Wi-Fi. And they were finding Wi-Fi all over the place over the uh, Thursday night, which that, was kind of interesting. That would be cool, but I wouldn't rely on the Wi-Fi. Right. But, I mean, you know, having... My point in mentioning my kids message me on Instagram was that there are apps out there that, you know, 
I had someone say, oh my god, I never knew you could, you know, you could message someone on Instagram. What the heck? Right. So, you know, there are lots of different ways families use to communicate. So, you know, just pick which one's going to be your priority communication method. And like GPSing your kids is a great way to go about it. Yeah, I would, I, you know, a lot of parents talk about, uh, people talk about, you know, privacy for teens and stuff. I think that when you're on vacation at a resort like the Disneyland Resort, um, putting that tracker on the kids is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, just so you, you can have some idea where they are. and Right. I mean, no, it's good, it, especially if you were, and it's a great way because the kids will forget you have it. <laughs> like I, I, until you brought that up, I almost forgot that you and I share find my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um. So, so yeah, kids will forget that you have it, and it's a great way to have a, um, a, um, you know, that way. Now, one of our, um, one of our, uh, our Mixler um, folks, um, just mentioned for Android, iOS, mixed families, try an app called Life Three Sixty. So there's another option. So there we go. So thank you for that, because that's something I didn't know about. So I'll have to look into that one too. Yeah, All right. So let's good. let's let's move to something different. Let's talk about eating and drink, eating and meals and stuff for tweens and teens. This is where okay. Disney World. I wish they had that just for teens and tweens at Disneyland, because you could have the damn bracelet and do it, but. Anyways. What are you talking about? Today? Oh, you're talking about the dining plan? Yeah, well, no, you could the magic, uh, magic, oh, magic band. Magic like then pants. you wouldn't have to work. Like you still have some control. They can go eat food. You don't have to give them a card. Overdue cash. You know, when you come back and you find out that they ate steak and lobster, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But still. Well, you know, there's there's different ways you can handle it. You know, they they still have don't they still have um, gift cards with a wristband? They do, yeah. 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 Um, you know, that's one way to do it. Load your kid, um, load your kid with, you know, a gift card and say you have this much money. When it's out, you're done. Um, especially for tweens. I think that's a, a great way to handle tweens if you're not sure about cash. Um, you know, of course, some tweens have their own debit cards. <laughs> Um, at this point, but, you know, and, and the chat room is also saying, you know, gift cards for food and merchandise would be, it'd be good. Um, definitely, I would say if, you know, if they're under well, your if, dollar. If they're staying on property, you could, could they have that? They can use their room. Yes, room they key, can yeah. charge to the room yeah. by, by using their, their room key. And they're always going to have their room key, hopefully somewhere safe. <laughs> but huge. but yes, they can definitely um, use the room key. But if you're not staying on property, gift cards would definitely be the way to go. It's time for a lanyard. And you could, um, yeah, do any kind of lanyard combo. You know, you don't have to be a pin trader to have a lanyard. Um, and certainly... Um, I, I use a lanyard for me, so it's just yeah. handy. So... Load them up. Tell them exactly how much you're loading them up. The thing about gift cards is you can go and you can reload that same gift card. Mm -hmm. So when they run out, so if they use their daily allowance, you, know, you just run to any gift shop and reload it again. You can also the, you can go online and track how much is left on the gift cards. Yes. And every time they purchase it, they every time they get their receipt, they see how much is left. Yeah. So as long as they know they have those things, you know, cash, we do, when we sent Zoe off the one time we gave her cash, we said, okay, I want to say this is for, you know, $20 for you and your friend. This should buy you X amount of food, you know, it, whatever you have, you know, and, and if you want change back, tell them, <laughs> make it clear. <laughs> But I would say definitely have those conversations with your kids before you go. What about family meals? Family meals. Ooh. So timing. 
is is a critical one for family meals. You know, if they have, you know, make sure they know they have to be responsible to be back for this reservation at this time. Or, you know, this fat, you know, say you're getting a group fast pass to go do a certain attraction together. You know, I would say not necessarily giving them the fat, their fast pass. I would say, look, you need to meet us at X point in order to, you know, join us together. And I would, I would say, you know, give them 20 minutes half hour before the before the rendezvous point time you think that's that allows for any kind of delayed you know delay in getting on or off attractions or any you know like oh we got stuck and we couldn't cross because we had to wait for a break in the parade kind of thing um so I would say if you have a family meal set for say five o'clock, I would tell them to be you know meet you at four thirty at X place. I think anybody else think that's too long of a time or too short of a time? No, I think that's good. I think that's perfect. Just because you always want to make sure, you know, it's like when you go to Disney World, they always tell you, you know, Hello, allow an hour here. for travel. <laughs> Or if your tweens go, or if your teens go to another park, you know, if they're over in in California Adventure, you want to make sure they have that extra hour buffer, probably, you know, because you don't know what the lines going back into the park you're supposed to meet them at are going to be. You know, Disneyland will sometimes always have a little bit of a line coming in, so you want to make sure they have plenty of time to get out of one park into the other and to you. Um, downtown Disney, I would allow 20 minutes to get through downtown Disney if you're if you need them to meet you at say Goofy's. If it's a Grand Californian hotel, I would say maybe an extra 10 to 15 minutes. But Disneyland Hotel, I'd tack another 10 to 15 minutes on top of that. Paradise Pier, throw another five to 10, just for crossing the street. <laughs> Well, and you have to zigzag. I mean, if yeah. you're going to go all the way down, if you're going to go over the bridge and go all the way to the end of downtown Disney and get to Paradise Pier that way, that's, you know, there's no Psych. hypotenuse. Psych. There, and, and they might get lost going into the Grand Californian, you know, to if they haven't been that shortcut, yeah. you know, they're going to get lost. So an extra five to ten. And then make sure, you know, they they are reminded to pick up a map and pick up park times guides. Because, you know, especially if it's not a park they're familiar with or, you know, maybe this is day three of a five-day vacation and you're letting them go. Um, you know, you've had your family time together, you're letting them We're go. We're done. Get out. <laughs> that happens. Just saying, <laughs> that happens. So, um, anything I've missed... I since I've heard a lot. <laughs> since I don't have kids this age bracket, you know, that's kinda you know, it's I'm I'm trying to think of, you know and I didn't go to Disneyland or Disney World when I was in that age bracket either. You know, I had completely missed these experiences. You know, now now that the Skyway is gone, I, I feel more comfortable letting my teen go to Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> Those rascally teens in the skyway. <laughs> hey, I went to yeah. confession. We're good. <laughs> You're right with oh, Tony, guy. did you do something on the skyway you needed to go to confession for? Oh, Were you really, no. truly sorry? I was that I was with my friends again. You were sorry you picked that group of friends to go with. Yes. <laughs> okay. See, and it's not always your kid. Exactly. Know the kids you're exactly. with. That's right. Know the kids you take, you know, at least know the parents of the kids you take your kid to Disneyland with. <laughs> That's interesting. Somebody in the chat room brought up, um, Tammy brings up, you know, the difference in philosophy between grandparents and their teens and tweens and parents and their teens. That's a, <laughs> that's a, even though we're joking, that's a really great point because yeah. you say, oh, 
I know this kid from school. They're great. You guys can go and I'm going to trust you to now have this freedom. But you don't know what if you don't know what that mom or dad believes their definition of freedom is, then you yeah. might have problems. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And, and, you know, parents and grandparents, the, the parents and grandparents part, grandparents are oftentimes a little more willing to say yes sometimes than, uh, than parents are. So, um, have you been talking you know. to our son? <laughs> huh. mom, mom and dad let us do this. Could it be that I just possibly know you? <laughs> and then I know your granddaughter has you completely wrapped around your, your, your little finger. So there we go. <laughs> but yeah, now how, do, how are you going to feel when Lexi gets to this point? I think oh, we'll Michael. probably be a little stricter with her because we know... Um, our son is a little is probably stricter than we were. It, so it's you're just going to respect his rules then. Uh, yeah, Our we've had, we've had we've had many discussions with him <laughs> <laughs> on this. So yeah, and I think we probably were Lexi's concerned. We're probably a bit, I don't know, a bit protective and all that. So yeah, but you know, she's seven now, so you know, we have a few years to worry about it, but. Yeah, I have a feeling because, you know, we're the grandparents. We want to make sure nothing happens yes. so, um, when she's in our care. So, yeah, I have a feeling we'll probably be a little, probably a little shorter on the reins than we were um, with our son and daughter. Even though, like I said, they never, they never, they always wanted it to stay with us when we went to the parks until they were basically adults. And then they would hang with us and then... And then, you know, go off on their own for a little while and then come back. Um, you know, I, I, I think we'll probably, yeah, hang on to her a bit more. Well, there we go. And hanging on to your kids, letting go of your kids, that's kind of what this series was all about. So I think if, um, if anybody has any input they want to share with us, please, you know, email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And, and, of course, we're all on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. So, you know, share, share with us your thoughts. And um, certainly, you know, the next couple of editions of this are going to be I think college age maybe some honeymooners maybe we'll uh, come up with a couple other my lands and, and then maybe we'll remember those dads at some point when they <laughs> least expect it but, but yeah that sounds like this is a, a, good, a good place to stop off with our, our tweens and teens and, and have them enjoy Disneyland on their own now thank you all right, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. Be sure to catch all of our other Design Plug podcasts this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Disney.